0: So my thing is really, really simple. I want to teach as many business owners as possible the steps they need to take to build a successful business. And that is what I I do every single day. The more successful business owners I can teach out there, the happier I'm going to be. You know, because I think when you're doing well and making money out of it at the same time, it's a wonderful thing. So that is my goal, to keep teaching business owners, ensure that they get good quality Training so they can build successful business.
1: Good afternoon. Today we have Andrew, and he's the owner of Biz Lunch i've learned a lot from this guy he's he's a very very stand-up gentleman yeah we're we're, we're here to talk about bizlaunch and, and and what he has to offer and and all the wonderful things he's he's learned along his journey i guess andrew just to start off when did you begin bizlaunch
0: okay so i've always been a business owner but i moved to canada 14 years ago Okay. and that's when i started bizlaunch i moved here and uh, i'd been teaching business owners how to run their own businesses before that. So when I got you, I started my own business.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so I guess that's, that's probably a fast summary of, of everything you've gone through, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess for you, when did that... I feel like every entrepreneur, they have that, 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 you know, that switch, that light bulb, or sometimes it's a built-up thing over time. Was it a light bulb switch for you, or was it something that was built up over time?
0: So, I've always been a business owner, you know, from a young age, from uh, when I first came out of school uh, many years ago, it was... there weren't too many opportunities to work for people, so I was almost forced to... well, not forced, I mean, I I decided to go into my own business. Mm. So, I've always been a business owner. So, when I moved to Canada, it was a natural progression. That's what I'd done my whole life, that's the only thing I knew so that's when i decided so for me it wasn't really a light bulb moment it was already part of what i do the business i started uh, was influenced by my experience and things like that so i was always involved in retail i'd done a bunch of other things but teaching business owners how to run their own business i started about 20 years ago actually in the local city i was in Um, they had a small business center and they were closing down, and I convinced them not to close it down. Really? And that's where I started teaching business owners. Uh, and I taught a course at the university. So, and I think that's what happens sometimes with business owners. An opportunity comes up, and we take advantage of it. And that's really my
1: story. Okay, so you were... So you seen opportunities that were coming out of sort of, I guess, maybe bad situations. So someone was failing, but they see it as a failure whereas you see it as an opportunity.
0: Yeah, no, so It's exactly what happened was the the small business center that used to support small business owners was planning to close and I convinced the local city not to close it down, that I would run it as a business. And that's where I started. And for seven years, so uh, before I moved to Canada, I was in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And for seven years, I told people I to run their own businesses. And I charged every I turned it into a business opportunity. And I think that is what business owners are good at doing is we see an opportunity and we turn that into a business. And so it's really about solving a problem
1: and that's how I got into this industry. Okay, so I guess to just, to just go back, what was your, your first entrepreneurial endeavor?
0: So I started in something very, very simple. I started at local markets, local flea markets. Mm. I started selling roasted peanuts. That was the first business I ever created. I started it worth probably a hundred dollars. I used to roast peanuts and sell them to people. That's where I started. Wow! And yeah. was is there a market for that? Like, or there was. You know, the what people don't realize is that uh, there are a couple of things with peanuts. First of all, look nowadays it's. You know, a lot of people have got allergies and stuff. But when I was younger, not so many people had allergies. And uh, at markets, the big advantage of roasting peanuts is you can smell it for miles. And we used to sell them hot. So people used to come to our stands, buy them, and we used to sell them hundreds of kilos on a Saturday and Sunday morning. So that's where I started. Wow. Okay.
1: So... When you started this this business roasting Peanuts, mm-hmm. were you was it more of something that you're like okay I'm gonna try this business business entrepreneurial journey here or was it something more like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna just try this and see what happens like were you were you using it as a stepping stone or was it something like I'm I'm just gonna try and see what happens?
0: No, I was quite serious about it. I had a logo. I had a special stand built. I trained university students how to. Roast the peanuts uh, said so we I was quite serious about roasting peanuts, you know okay. So I started off with with one stand and then I grew uh, Eventually, I had about three different markets. I used to do it at sports fields. You know if there was a, a, a Game going on, you know a sports game. I used to do it there. So I was quite
1: serious about selling peanuts. Oh, wow Okay, yeah. okay. So I guess after that, what was your um What was your next venture? Like how long, how long were you roasting peanuts for? How long were you doing that for? For about 4 or 5 years and then I
0: moved on to a retail business. I started in a retail business, Mm -hmm. so I went into something like a, like a Longo's or an IGA or a Raba, one of those type of groups. I started in a really small store, 500 square foot. And uh, I started with a partner, my brother, and slowly we built it up. And eventually, it was 10,000 square feet, so it grew over the years, so we grew slowly. So I went from roasting peanuts to buying a little uh, uh, convenience store type thing and grew it into a big supermarket, and that took me 11 years to do that. And this was before
1: you came to Canada, or this was... That
0: was before I came to Canada, so... And Mm -hmm. then, actually, what happened was, uh, while I was still in South Africa... So after I sold the retail store, then I started training business owners. So I ran this program, a five-week course on how to run your own business. People would pay to attend, and I used to have classes of 30 people every month. And that's how I started. And then I decided to look at it as as an opportunity to travel around the world, because one of the small business owners on my training program said to me, you know, why don't you do this in other countries? I said... That's a good idea. Uh-huh. Then I started traveling to international conferences because globally there are small business conferences that you can present at called, at the time it was called the International Small Business Congress. And I applied to speak at these conferences. And that's where my, my international travel started. And the first conference I came to was in Toronto, in Canada. They had wow. a big conference. There were probably 2,000 people attended in 1999. And while I was here, a lot of people said to me, you know, you should come and teach people how to run their own businesses in Canada. I said, yeah, that's a good idea. And then eventually moved here in 2003. So it was a process. You know, I started the peanut business, built that up, and then went into retailing, did that for 11 years, till 1996. And then till 2003, I trained business owners and worked with some wonderful people, really great people, across southern africa i trained business owners and i had trainers working for me so when i moved to canada i had a model to replicate you know so i came here with a business idea
1: okay mm-hmm. so when you started um teaching other entrepreneurs about how to run a business was there were people coming to you first or was that something that you seen they needed help and then you you helped them out with it so what
0: happened i think you know I think every business owner has a bit of luck, and I had a bit of luck. What happened is because this in the city I was in they, they were closing down the small business center, I approached them and I said, You know what, I'll take over all your equipment, I'll take over all your training materials. So they already had an established program there. Uh-huh. So what I did is I took over the program, and then when i I built up a relationship with all the local banks, and I told them, you know I was going to run this course, could they refer people to me?" And so before I took over the program, they were not charging for training. When I took it over, I started charging. So it was really about building relationships. You know, being at the right place at the right time, uh, approaching the city saying, you know what, I'll buy all your equipment and stuff so that I can keep running the center, and then building relationships with people in the community, which was really a good decision.
1: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, You know, I I, I think that every entrepreneur I even I wouldn't go as far to say luck. I'd say like opportunities come across mm-hmm. our past like every single day. Mm-hmm. It's just that people who are willing to see them are the ones who take advantage, and you took advantage of that. So,
0: yeah, I agree with you. You know, but it's it's really it's, you know things will align, and mm-hmm. I say this to all business owners. You know, there's going to be times in your life where things just work out, and you're right. You've got to take advantage of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. The opportunity is going to come up. You've got to take advantage of them and move forward, and that's what we're really good at. We're really good at making decisions and moving on. If you're not good at making decisions and moving on, it's difficult to build a successful business.
1: That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. So, um, when you moved over to Canada, mm-hmm. um, what, was your, what was your immediate goal? What was your immediate focus? Where were you, where were you trying to align yourself? So moving to a new country is one of
0: the scariest things you ever do in your life. And I don't recommend it anyway, but it was really scary. But again, you know, I was very, very determined to make it succeed. So I think that is one of the things that, you know, failure was not an option for me. Uh-huh. So what I, what I did, first of all, is I started building relationships with people that were working with small business owners. I did that immediately. I just didn't wait. I identified about 10 different centers across Ontario that were working with small business owners. And I'd approach them and I'd say, listen, I run seminars for small business owners and I'd like to run some with you. And obviously in the beginning, they were a bit skeptical. I just moved to Canada. You know, the first thing that comes to their mind is, why would we get this guy? He hasn't lived in Canada, doesn't understand how to run a business here. But I had a really simple thing. I said to them, you know what, what we'll do, let's just try one seminar. If people like it, you get me back. If people don't like it, you don't use me. Mm -hmm. And I uh, made sure that I came up with some really interesting topics that nobody else was doing. And what did they have to lose? You know, they, they didn't have to pay me in the beginning. And I think that's your approach is that, you know, if you determine, and where failure is not an option, you will go out and do business, you know because a lot of people take a lot of time to establish themselves yeah. in a new country. I arrived in August, by about October, I was already training business owners, you know wow. so uh, then I built relationships. I built relationships with different cities. so I really think it's your determination, you know so uh, it's, it's hard, it's not easy. I mean, in the beginning, I was prepared for the first three years. To go around speaking for free—that was what I was prepared to wow. do, you know—but wow. I didn't do it. You know, yeah. I soon started getting paid to run seminars, and and uh, you know, so that's really what you're got to be doing. Mm. And uh, you know, don't take no for an answer in the beginning, because you know, people, because you knew, because you, uh, you know, you're new to the industry, it's going to be difficult to get in. But if you show that you determined and you and you know what you're talking about and you do
1: a good job people start respecting it that's that's amazing even with with public speaking I find there's a lot of public speakers out there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who don't know how to transition between doing the paid events and doing the free or sorry transitioning from doing the free events to paid events you know obviously I'm sure you started out doing a lot of speak public speaking events free but how did you make that transition over to actually charging people?
0: So that's a really good question. And you're right. There's a lot of people doing a lot of free events. You know, but I learned very early on in the beginning, you need to, you need to make a name for yourself. You know, so you need to do a few free events. But eventually you need to make the decision because every single one of these event organizers mm. have a budget. They may say they do not have budget for speakers, but they have budget for ordering sandwiches, they have budget for equipment, <laughs> so they do have money, yeah you know, and I think if you add value, you know if you say to them, "You know what, I charge two thousand or three thousand or five thousand, whatever it is, yeah, and if it's not good, you don't pay me, they have nothing to lose, uh-huh. you know, so I think every speaker needs to eventually transition to being paid, uh-huh. and people will pay you if you're good at what you're doing and you and uh, people love you they will pay you and i think sure. that's going to be your approach you know unless you want to use it as a marketing tool only i think getting
1: paid for speaking is a wonderful thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's sometimes it's hard to as a as a new entrepreneur you want to you want to provide for everybody mm-hmm. right because you feel like you may miss on an opportunity but they may be undercutting you mm-hmm. right and sometimes that's a, a big challenge right because a lot of entrepreneurs know they're under devaluing their business, right? Yep. Once they do stuff like that. But there's a certain balance you need to find within that, right? So a lot of entrepreneurs have have trouble finding that balance. Yeah,
0: that's a very difficult thing. You know, with with I've always thought, you know, that I think people value you more when you charge them, first of all. Uh-huh. And secondly, the more you charge them, the more they value. So I think it's a very, very important lesson that you learn early on, is that if you're good at what you're doing, and that's the key thing, you've just got to practice your skill. You know, if you decide you want to do public speaking, just practice, just practice, you know, over and over again. That's how you, you, you learn how to do it. And then just if somebody says to you, you know, will you speak at a conference? Say, sure. How much? What's your budget? Just start by asking that question, Mm -hmm. you know, and your first hundred dollars that you make or your first two hundred dollars, you'll realize very, very quickly that when you ask, you get money. But every single one of these conferences across North America needs speakers, every single one of them. So if you go to their websites and you approach them, they are looking for speakers to speak at conferences. And if you've been to a conference, you know what it's like having a bad speaker. It spoils the conference, you know, so I think that's the opportunity.
1: That's great. That's great. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's just a, a battle that, you know, entrepreneurs, they eventually have to figure out on their own. That's one of those things where you can't really teach someone. They got to just go through the motions and figure it out. As a business owner, the more you can leverage your time, the better it is for your company. There is this amazing online resource called Fiverr, where you can hire someone for just $5 to do just about any task for you. Whether it be logo design, market research, videography, or website building, Fiverr has it all. Please go to imkobi.com forward slash resources and click on the Fiverr icon to make an account. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Do you ever find your reading wishlist piling up? Do you sometimes find it hard to get your reading done? I would highly recommend you download your books from Audible. You can listen to audiobooks anywhere on the go. During your early morning commutes, late afternoon commutes, or even while you're eating breakfast like I do. Go to IamKobe.com forward slash resources. Click on the Audible icon to get your free 30-day subscription to Audible. I'm sure it'll be worth your while. Welcome to The Purpose Round, where we ask the right questions that really bring out the purpose behind our entrepreneurs and their journey. Hey, so I guess just moving on to a bit of, of more specific questions, what's an everyday habit that adds value to, you, to your purpose? And I think, you know,
0: the more, the more habits we can create as business owners, the better it is. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of really simple things I encourage all business owners to do is create routines for yourself. You know, when you get up in the morning, uh, have breakfast, go for a walk, or go to whatever you do, to meditate, or go to gym, whatever it is. You know, and start work the same time every single day. But when you start work, the key thing is to create a to-do list for that day. Mm -hmm. It is such an important discipline. So I create a to-do list every single day, and then I have three key tasks that I have to achieve. So let's say I've got 10 things on my to-do list for the day. There are three key things that I'm going to be focusing on that I absolutely have to do that. So I will never, ever start a day without a to-do list. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing. As I sit down at my desk, I plan my day and then move on. Mm -hmm. And I think if you get into a habit of doing that, it's going to make you a much better business owner.
1: Absolutely. Okay. If you could have a conversation with one person, who would it be and why?
0: You know, one of my favorite business owners of all time is a guy by the name of Richard Branson, a British guy. And the reason I like this guy is because, you know, he started his business, first of all, at the age of 16, which is really young. And I mean, today he's a billionaire, but he's, he's, every single industry he's gone into, you know, he's used very, very simple principles. That is, if you treat the customer with respect and you offer them great services you can build a great business so he's one of the guys that I would like to sit down with and I encourage all young business owners to follow him you know he does a great job on social media you can follow him on Instagram you can follow him on on Facebook he's the he created the virgin brand so you get virgin phones you get virgin trains you get virgin banking and he's done a superb job so that's one of my favorite business owners and I think it's just because he's just an ordinary guy
1: like you and I that's made billions of dollars. And I think that's what I admire about him. Yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs, they they struggle with how to do things the right way. But it's actually, I think it's actually as simple as watching someone who is very successful and literally just copying their habits, right? I agree with you
0: 100%. You know, I don't... I don't think we have to be that innovative. We've got to find something that somebody's doing and just do it better. Mm-hmm. I think some of the greatest companies that you can think of in the world, people like Apple. Apple just perfected the computer. They they just did things better. They made a better phone. They made a better iPod. That's mm-hmm. what they did. They invented nothing. You know, Microsoft, the same thing. They software, they just did it better than anybody else. Or, you know, if you look at the example of Elon Musk now too, it's the same thing. They're just taking something out somebody else is doing and they are doing it much better and I think that's what we got to learn as business owners is be a great copier just take something that somebody else is doing and do it better that's how
1: you grow that's how you scale what is the main strategy for organizing your day is it is it separate from what you just mentioned earlier or you know so I've got two strategies
0: I'll tell you about another one so the daily to-do list is a key one Mm. but planning is a really important thing so I use a google calendar to plan everything I don't try and memorize anything, you know, everything goes into my Google calendar, you know, so my goals, my, uh, when I'm going on vacation, when I'm going away, when I'm going to conferences, so that's one of my key tools. The other thing that I do is I plan my week. So for 15 minutes on a Sunday night, before I go to sleep, I think of all the things I need to be doing for the next seven days. And Again, more importantly, I focus on three key things. What are the three key things I'd like to achieve this week? And I think if you can create structure, you know, because in the case of business owners, our lives are very, very busy. And if we do not have systems, if we do not have processes, if we do not have ways of doing things, so I see my phone or my computer almost as an extension of my brain. It's got to memorize things. It's going to remind me when to pay my taxes. It's going to remind me when to phone customers. And if you do that, it's going to make you more effective. So planning is an important part of what I do every single day, but also every week and every year to keep on track.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs or people in general, they ask me how I get so much stuff done, and it's because I just don't waste time, right? And you, you spoke on that, right? Every single minute is accounted for. Um, I read a a study a while back that um, talked about how the most successful people get more done in a day than most people get done in a week, right? Uh, And I think of
0: an example of Elon Musk. You know, you and I might think we're busy. Imagine him. He's building rockets. He's building uh, cars. He's he's creating batteries. He's boring holes. Imagine how busy (laughs) that guy is. So if you think you're busy, just look at his calendar. And I think you realize that, Humans have got the potential to do things, Mm -hmm. but they've got to be organized. We've got to delegate. We've got to manage our time. That's what we've got to do. You know, because there's only a limited amount of hours, and if we're wasting it because we're disorganized, it's going to cost us money.
1: Absolutely. What would you say was your worst entrepreneurial moment, and what did you learn from it?
0: You know, I think making mistakes is sometimes the best thing you ever do. Mm -hmm. You know, and I remember one example was I was running a small business center teaching people how to run business. And I spoke to a few business owners and I said to them, you know, what other services do you think I should offer? And I remember them coming to me and saying, you know what would be really good if you could teach us how to do uh, work with computers, how to work software, how to work with Excel and Word and things like that. And I thought, okay. Anyway, so I went and bought these computers and, and started training business owners and I absolutely hated it absolutely hated every single minute of it and I realized just be very very careful you know if you're not passionate about what you are doing it's very very painful so there's lots of ways to make money Mm -hmm. just be careful that you don't do it only to make money you know so find things that you are passionate about that you are good at doing and focus on those things just be very very careful of just going after an opportunity because you think you're going to make money Mm -hmm. i don't think it's a good reason to go after so that's my lesson over the years is i've learned just focus and whenever i lose focus that's when i don't
1: make money basically (laughs) okay very simply put okay so if you had to build a business from the ground up with only a hundred dollars how would you leverage that so you know here's an
0: interesting example because i work across the province and recently i met with this young guy In Windsor, Ontario. And he was saying to me, you know, I want to build a business. I want to do coaching and uh, I want to create mastermind groups, which is basically where business owners meet and discuss some of their challenges. He said, what should I do? I said, don't start the business yet. I said, if I was you, I would go online and build a community first. And that's exactly what he started doing. He started this community on Facebook and it's free. Started this community on Facebook for business owners in Windsor, Ontario. Now he has a community of 1,500 business owners in the area. Wow. Now he can launch anything.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, so I think that before you launch a business, you know, build a community first. You know, create a Facebook page, create a, a Twitter following, all those type of things. Ask them what they need and then sell them those products. Instead of doing it the reverse, mm-hmm. you know, because usually people think of Well, let me go and raise money. Let me come up with an idea. No, no, no. Do it the reverse. Create the community first. So try and identify who you want to sell to. In this case, this guy liked working with with business owners. So he created a community of business owners. Now he can come up with products and services to sell them. And I think that's what I would do. And I would do it anyway. If I was opening another branch of BizLaunch anywhere else in the world, that's exactly what I would do, Mm -hmm. is I would create a community first you know, maybe start with a Facebook group and a couple of meetups and, you know, do a couple of podcasts, things like this. So build a community first and then start selling to them is my advice. So if I had a hundred dollars, that's what I would spend my money on.
1: That's, that's great. Cause I find a lot of entrepreneurs, their first thought is I need to create a website. I need to create a logo, but they forget about what you mentioned earlier. It's about building relationships, right? If you don't have any if you don't have any built relationships, then the website's kind of meaningless, right? I agree 100%. You know, you've got to build a community first. You know, you've
0: got to go out, shake hands with people, go and meet people, start building up this relationship with potential customers, and tell them what you're going to launch before you create a website, before you print business cards, before you register your business. Don't waste money. Because if you realize there's not a market for your product or service, you don't need a website. You don't need a business card. You need none of those things.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Which app or online tool do you use every day to help contribute to your success?
0: So, you know, the Google apps are my favorite. I use Google Calendar. I use Google Drive. I use Google Tasks. I use all those type of things. So that I think is brilliant. And the other one I use is a driving app, Waze. I use Waze wherever I go. Mm-hmm. I will not drive anywhere without turning on Waze. <laughs> because in, if you live in, you know, where there's a bit of traffic, it is crazy not to be using an app which is free to be able to shorten the distance you take to a place. So mm-hmm. those are my two go to apps that I love. I've avoided
1: some cops using that, that, yep. that application. <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever received? You know, I
0: really, obviously because I've been doing this for a while and I think as you get older, you get a lot of advice. But one of my key things is that somebody told me, always focus on the one thing you think you can do better than anybody else. And that is the thing you've got to focus on. Mm-hmm. You know, try and find out what is your strength. What are the things you're good at? And once you can identify that thing, that's what you've got to focus on. You know, because what we tend to do is... I call them shiny objects. You tend to notice so many business opportunities. Just find one thing. Do that really well. And I think that was the best advice I ever got. Find that one thing. Do that really well, better than anybody else. And your chances of success are much better.
1: Tell us something that you think is true about business that most people don't agree with you on.
0: You know, a lot of people don't agree with me about a lot of things that I say, (laughs) but I think one thing that I I think people really need to understand is that building a business is very, very hard. I mean, it's very rewarding. I think you're one of the greatest things you will ever do, but uh, it's hard work and I don't think enough people speak about that. You know, some of the challenges we go through, some of the insecurities we go through, you know, that sometimes we're very, very confident and other times... I want business owners to know that all of us go through these stages, you know, and I think most most people don't speak about that enough, you know, that it's difficult, it's hard, it's stressful, uh, all that type of stuff. I think GATT needs to be spoken more about because then you realize, well, you know, everybody else is having a hard time too, and it almost like makes you feel normal, which I think is a key thing.
1: Is there any last piece of
0: value you can leave with our listeners? So just one thing I want to say before I give you a last piece of value is uh, let me recommend some books that you should be reading. Every business owner, there are three books that I recommend. That
1: was the, my next question, yeah,
0: the, first one, the first one is a book called Emoth by Michael Gerber. Mm. It's a simple, uh, easy book that you that will teach you how to create systems and processes. That's the first thing. The second book I encourage you to read is a book called Guerrilla Marketing, by a guy called J. Conrad Levinson. It's an oldish book. Actually, both of these books are oldish books, but I would encourage you to buy both of them. They are absolutely brilliant. One is going to teach you how to create systems so you can scale, the other one is going to teach you how to market, which is really key. And the third book I encourage you to read is a book called Story Brand by a guy called Don Miller or Donald Miller. He's written this brilliant book that teaches you how to simplify your message, how to simplify your website, and more importantly, how to explain to your customer why they should buy from you rather than your competitors. So those are my three favorites. The emoth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Second one is Guerrilla Marketing by Jay Conrad Levinson. And the third one is Story Brand by Donald Miller. Uh, is there any last piece of value you can leave with our listeners? So let me give you a... a, a, a final idea and it's a really little simple thing but i've always said to business owners if you want to succeed find yourself some great mentors people in your community people in your family that you can meet with on a regular basis because i believe that when you hang around with experienced business owners they they give you shortcuts so you don't have to go through all these difficult learning periods that you go learning is important but hanging around with mentors they they give you some shortcuts so find yourself great mentors the second thing is hang around with other business owners. This is really, really key that on a regular basis, you meet with other business owners because then you can encourage each other, you can inspire each other, and you'll realize that, you know what, everybody's struggling like me. And I think that is key that you hang around with people like you. And it doesn't matter their years of experience because business owners are business owners. doesn't matter where they come from. doesn't matter how many years they've been in business. We can all relate to some of the challenges we're going through. The third thing is you've got to learn to network. This is really, really key. You know, go out there regularly, connect with people, go to events on a regular basis. And most importantly, listen to people. You know, when you go to an event, listen to people and make sure you introduce yourself properly. Always tell people what you can do for them because nobody cares what you do. All they care about is what you can do for them. Mm -hmm. And finally, keep learning. You know, so go to training programs, go to seminars you know, attend webinars, read books, because the most successful business owners in the world are always learning. That is their key thing. They're always learning. And I think that is my advice to business owners. Find yourself a mentor, find people that you can hang around with, they'll inspire you, network better than anybody else, and keep learning. And if you do that, I think you can build a successful business.
1: How do you go about finding the right mentor? Um, Because a lot of times these mentors, some of them are busy, some of them, Sometimes people think they're unreachable like what would is it really that simple to get a mentor or?
0: I don't think it's easy But it's worth pursuing, you okay. know, I think like anything in life. It's difficult But I think you know most successful business owners if you if you discipline and I mean It's a privilege being asked by somebody to mentor you mm-hmm. as long as you are disciplined That is the key thing do not waste their time you know, be organized, you know, ask for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And if you do that, and if you show up on time every single time, and if you're interesting, they're going to want to meet with you, I believe.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I agree with you on that. Like, I find a lot of, even the successful ones, they they understand that giving them back also makes them better. So they'll always take the opportunity to give back if they see themselves in someone else, right? Yeah. But it all depends on you. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're motivated,
0: if you're excited about life, people want to help you. You know, it's when people don't show up. It's when people are not prepared. That's when mentoring is frustrating. But if people are motivated and prepared, you know, prepared and ask the right questions, I think mentoring is a wonderful relationship because both as a mentor and a mentee, you learn.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So how can our listeners stay connected with you and find out more about your business.
0: You know, the easiest way to connect with me is to go to my website, bizlaunch.com. It's really simple, just go to bizlaunch.com and on there, we run webinars that are for free. We've got some videos, we've got content and it's a great opportunity to learn. Most of our resources are free and the reason our resources are free, there's no catch, is that we get big companies to pay for it. So I work with quite a lot of large companies I create content for them. I write blogs for companies like Staples and Visa. And so they keep us in business. So they allow us to create content for small business owners. So I encourage you to go to our website. It's free. And I guarantee you'll learn a ton of things
1: on the site. I've been seeing this pattern. Um, and Gary Vanderchuk mentioned this a lot. He says he, like, the people who give a lot more, give a lot of content for free, um, are the ones who normally get more back. How do you find that balance to give something for free but at the same time make money off of it?
0: I think the key thing is you've got to give a lot of content away. That's how you build your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you build trust. Because once people get to know you, and then they get to like you. Once they trust you, they will spend money on you. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the key thing, is that if you are selling products or services nowadays, you are obliged to say, share a lot of content. You've got to be doing that. That's how you spread your brand. That's how you get links to your website. That's how you get visitors to your, to your podcast, to your webinars, all those type of things. So I think that the more you give away, the more money you make.
1: So just the last question. What is your purpose as an entrepreneur?
0: So my thing is really, really simple. I want to teach as many business owners as possible the steps they need to take to build a successful business. And that is what I... I do every single day. The more successful business owners I can teach out there, the happier I'm going to be. You know, because I think when you're doing well and making money out of it at the same time, it's a wonderful thing. So that is my goal, to keep teaching business owners, ensure that they get good quality training so they can build successful businesses. I think there's so much average or good, and average and good is just not good enough. They want quality, and they want to know the steps they need to take to build a successful business. So that is my thing. I'll keep giving them that.
1: That's great. That's great, Andrew. Thanks for for coming on the show today. I appreciate your time. Um, That's the end of the My Purposeful Story podcast, and hope to see you next week. Thank you very much for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's all for this episode. I hope listening to this podcast left you with valuable information that either strengthen your purpose or help bring you closer to finding your purpose. We all have a different journey in life, and this podcast is in support of everyone's purposeful journey. Thank you so much for tuning in, because without you, there is no Purposeful Story podcast. Please feel free to email me at info at and let me know what you thought of this episode. To help spread the valuable information this podcast has to offer, all I ask is for you to subscribe to the podcast via the Apple Podcasts app, Google Play Music, or CastBox. Give a rating and pass this podcast on to one friend that you feel could benefit from this information. Don't forget to follow I Am Kobe Talks on Instagram for updates on new episodes and go to IamKobe.com forward slash story for more valuable content. Special thanks to our DJ Nana, and Indigo Sun for the production. Before you go, please remember that purpose drives your actions, and your actions are a result of your purpose. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.